was like, I thought these were mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, so anyway, uh, welcome. This is our. This is the Screen Fix, Last Jedi, Star Wars, Super Extravaganza, Kylo Ren, Ray, who knows who, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, Porgs, Porgs, so many Porgs, Porgs. Uh, <laughs> weird nun fish nuns. This this movie was a lot of things. A lot of things. We have a lot of thoughts, and that's why we had to give it our own bonus episode. Star Wars Super Special. Mm-hmm. The film made forty five million just on a Thursday, and has since made two hundred twenty million estimated this weekend. The second largest opening ever after The Force Awakens. After its own predecessor. This movie is, of course, massive. But who didn't think it was going to be massive? But let's move on. The biggest news about this is probably how divisive it is, Mm -hmm. right? 93% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. 56% audience rating. Ooh. I think there's a big difference there. Yeah. In your showing, Katie, what was your... What did the audience feel like in your showing? Like, what what was your experience like when you were seeing it? I feel like my experience represented the audience response on Rotten Tomatoes because the guy next to me sitting there in his Star Wars t-shirt, as soon as it was over, just turns to his friend and just goes, I have problems. And then they got up and walked away. And I just wanted to follow them and be like, tell me about your problems. But that's rude. And it was like 1.30 in the morning. So I didn't do that. (laughs) You're like, I'll be your Star Wars therapist. (laughs) Talk to me. Tell me how you feel. Let's unpack this. Lay on my couch (laughs) made of pure tauntaun and and tell me your your problems. Yeah. I went to one that started at at 9.30. And it was one of those really nice places with the seats that lift up and they bring you Mm -hmm. food and stuff like that and you always get mad at the person who orders the nachos because you're like really nachos (laughs) but like my audience when the movie was over you know sometimes you go to these big movies and afterwards there's like applause and your first thought is in your first thought is like you know nobody they can't hear you but all right (laughs) like you know maybe this is for us we're all in this together we enjoyed this we're gonna ride this wave yeah let's clap yeah let's clap because we're happy um, yeah, that didn't happen. No, it ended, mm-hmm. and about a hundred silent people got up and shuffled out. Like yeah. nobody even talked. It was weird. Like I left and immediately went to the the restroom. No urinal banter. No one's talking. No, you're, yeah. <laughs> no urinal banter. No like people washing their hands talking about it, it was nothing. I mean, there's not a lot of urinal yeah. banter anyway, really. But you know, <laughs> I mean, but hope you not, at least, <laughs> but you at least hear people in the bathroom. <laughs> talking or you know you hear someone you know like like yeah. waiting to use urinal talking after a movie i i feel like there were more people talking about ladybird after i saw that than there were like everybody <laughs> i was just crying <laughs> in the hallway of the movie theater after ladybird so. but at least you were yeah. doing something like yes every, there was a response everyone that left this movie in in my screening was just yeah these like frozen right like a f- silent mm-hmm. frozen walk of was weird. He was very right. It was just weird. Like everybody was yeah. was weird. Well, I was actually nervous going there because so my screening didn't start until ten thirty at night. 
So that was poor planning on my part. But so I was drinking coffee all afternoon, like literally bouncing up and down at my desk at work because I was so excited. Went home, watched Empire one more time, like so ready to go do this. And then I, I was getting in the car to go to the theater and I was like, I'm honestly nervous. I wish I could put headphones in and like a blindfold on and be walked to my seat because I'm afraid someone's going to be talking about it because screening started at like seven or eight. I was like, potentially somebody could be leaving who's already seen it and if I get spoiled in the parking lot, like I will go bananas. So I, I wanted to be like walked in and put in my seat. So I was, I was really uncomfortable, really nervous, like afraid to speak. And then after it finished, I was like, yeah, no, I get why um, there was no real risk of anyone spoiling it for me because no one could talk afterwards. I think everyone was so hyped up and then just left going like, I don't know how I feel <laughs> to like even talk about it. Yeah. It was crazy. I think my audience reaction was much the same. Yeah. Whoa. It was, just, it was very Greg, quiet. Yeah. Where did you just come from? You just, you're in here late. You smell like ladies' perfume. Wh- yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I just left the, uh, I just left the movie and uh, I stumbled into, you know, uh, someone on the way back. So Welcome, Greg, to the Star Wars Super Special. Yeah, well, we, ha- yeah. we haven't even introduced ourselves, so it's really not late at all. We just started talking. <laughs> we just, well, that's how, you know, we were so hyped to talk about it. Anyway, I am JC. This is Screen Fix. This is the super special. Ooh. I am here with Katie the Lady One <laughs> and with Greg yes. the Mystery Mustachio. And we, we, we have started talking about our screenings. Greg, your screening experience, tell us. Uh, it, it, it was good. Um, I, I will say that it was very quiet. Um, I felt like for a, a later like 10 o'clock set um, movie on a Saturday night um, mm. for this movie that just opened the Thursday prior I felt like it was a very you know small audience um, a geeky audience at that and that, that's what I was you know appreciative for so when I did see some fists in the air during different times um, were those happy I, fists I felt, or yeah 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 they, 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 <laughs> they were but I mean I felt like the fists weren't going into the air as much as I thought it would be you know right yeah instead they're like fists going to their own face <laughs> so we talked about how none of us heard applause at the end of the movie yeah which no. you, you get when this happens yeah. but people no. in my theater applauded at the crawl like as soon as the crawl started, people yeah, were like, yeah. yeah. No, so and they were like, motivated. Oh, like we've got yeah. people who could clap. It wasn't like we had a shy group, like and then nobody wanted to clap at the end. Okay. Uh, so are yeah. we uh, are, why? Why did we not get a um a clap at the end? Were there Because things- it was ten years long. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. This this movie felt long. There was one point where we were just getting the like Ray and Kylo. Oh, uh, spoilers! Meet up. This whole episode is spoilers. Don't listen. One hundred percent spoilers. Yet. So we're getting we yes. we've gotten right up to the Ray Kylo uh, climax, which I was like, okay, this is a fantastic <laughs> climax. I'm like, wait a minute. The trailer showed fighting in some red, some red mm-hmm. stuff. We I have seen no red stuff yet. The we battle. still have to fight. We have an entire battle There's a left. whole battle that still has to happen. I'm like, <sighs> oh my God. I'm like, I'm already like fighting sleep. My girlfriend fell asleep three separate times. <laughs> and yes. yeah. and it was one of those sleeps where she wasn't even. she was even, right to do so. She wasn't even leaning on me. She was like leaning over on a stranger. It was like one of those like <laughs> 
full on pass outs. Uh, yeah, I saw it the, the second time I saw it. I took some mini naps during that last <laughs> section and I kept waking up like, oh, fuck. No, I'm supposed to be paying attention because I was trying to catch everything I might have missed. And yeah, it's still even knowing that, like, I was really trying to pay attention. I still fell asleep. It happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't feel bad. That's not on you. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I felt like my boyish excitement for this was still like like I think my boyish excitement fell asleep and, and I, I, was a little, I, I was a little you know like surprised because I'm like hey dude you're supposed to be the one that keeps me rallying yes. throughout this film and he's just like no dude this wasn't worth the wait the little kid <laughs> the little kid inside went to sleep and you're just left with the like adult like <laughs> Uh, what am I doing? Adult fanboy. Yeah, you're like, adult, you're like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this adult man. <laughs> but um, yeah, it felt longer than it even was. And it was long. Yeah, um, it was very long. And there is a lack of, you know, also it has that, it had kind of a, you know, there were some really beautiful things in it. Don't get me wrong, but it had a dark sleep inducing color palette to it as well. Which reminded me actually of Ryan Johnson's Looper, which had another kind of muted dreamlike color palette as well. Uh, I think that might be his style, which I don't really care for. But yeah, I too was at some points I was uh, my child stayed awake. But unfortunately, my child (laughs) stayed awake and accidentally saw Santa Claus and everything was ruined. Um, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, and Santa Claus turned out to be the uncle, and you're like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's getting weirder than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, if you stay awake too long, it's the second movie in a trilogy, even though it has such a clear ending that I couldn't even. But right. hold on, let's 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 talk about. Do do you feel like? Uh, since this is a second movie, do you feel like it mirrored Empire Strikes Back at all? Kinda. So I, given how similar Force Awakens was to A New Hope, I was expecting the same kind of thing. I was like, okay, we'll get like kind of the same general vibe, the same pacing. And I was really excited for this to be like kind of a bummer, like like an epic bummer, but still kind of Im- sad. An imperial um, bummer, yeah. Well, you know, Clerks is one of my favorite movies and Ooh. I love when they have a conversation about that and it's Empire had the better ending. Like that's life as a series of down endings. Like that was the appeal of that. So I was really hoping for some darkness. I wore all black that day. I was like, yes, let's do this. I want the dark side. I want conflict. I want Ray to be evil. Like give me something good. And there were definitely a lot of things in The Last Jedi that happen in Empire Strikes Back are heroes off training with a weirdo. She bails before, (laughs) or he bails in the original, before the training is over. Uh The stories are all split up. Leia is still being a badass, telling everybody what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a force ghost who shows up to kind of move the plot along and wrap some things up. They go to this random place where there's no battle at all, and they meet a guy who betrays them. There's a lot of similarities but then there's also some things that happen in Return of the Jedi, like Rey having her interaction with Snoke is similar to Luke coming back in um, Return of the Jedi. So it's kind of a combination of the two. Yeah. So it really isn't just Empire, but it, maybe it's it's too much because it was so long. Yeah, probably the most obvious uh, parallel is uh, trading the, the Hoth assault with the Crate, crate, crate. Uh, the crate, crate assault yeah. and the Hoth assault are also total mirrors. 
I feel like my main problem with how long it was was you could cut out Finn and Rose's whole adventure. Yes. But but that's that's Cloud City and that's uh Lan Han with Lando. Like that's what what it was, except for completely unnecessary to the actual plot. Yeah. Like is DJ Lando? So um is yeah. he gonna come back and we're all gonna be totally fine with him? Um I yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of hope he doesn't come back. I thought he was a really interesting character, but I was just a tiny bit distracted yeah. by how Benicio Del Toro has those Heineken commercials right now. And I could just, <laughs> in my head, he was just shit-faced on Heineken, and that's why he was <laughs> acting that way. Yeah, <laughs> like, too, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's like the most interesting character in a completely useless side plot as well. Totally. So it's, well, it's, yeah, yeah. So it's that, very easy to throw him away. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I guess that that side plot was supposed to sh- have some anti-war uh, gun mm-hmm. profiteering message to it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. But I, I agree. And that's why my boyish side fell asleep. Because <laughs> that was the, the message. Because I, I was thinking about it like morally, like, wow, this is, you know, you know, good and evil. But it's not just ideology anymore. Now right. it's about, you know, these are war profiteers. But. So, yeah, my younger, you know, fanboy side fell asleep. Uh, yeah. it's, it's like this movie t- took all the great fantasy escapism, uh, these elements that we love, and instead were like, gave us war profiteering and gave us fuel problems. <laughs> like, giving <laughs> yeah. us these like boring real world issues. Chain of command with. issues. Yeah, chain of command issues. Like all these things where you're like, oh my God, yeah. this isn't, I don't want to know about fuel problems. The biggest moral like struggle for me was I'm thinking the whole time, why isn't Luke Skywalker want to come back? Why, why, why? And I, my boyish side fell asleep when he's just like, he just doesn't want to come back. He just doesn't yeah. want to do any more harm. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that is a total adulting problem. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the value of Finn and Rose's side plot. I get where it's pushing us in the universe that we're in. And I get the message they're trying to send, but it is already an overcrowded movie that it, yeah. Yeah. there could be more there, but it could be a whole other movie. It was just, it was a lot going on. Yeah. And then every time that the they wipe back to the island and it's Luke and Ray, I was like, oh, oh, uh, yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm bouncing around with so many things going on. Like, we're on the main... So many things that you don't even care about. It was, like, it was honestly... <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm back to this. Yeah. So we don't... So the whole thing doesn't seem negative yes. because... Oh, I have so many things I love. Th- th- there are things to like uh, about this movie as well. And I, I definitely have a, a lot of gripes, but uh, we'll hit on those those gripes later. I've got my screen fixes <laughs> for some All of this right. stuff. <laughs> he said the name. He said the name. <laughs> Um, so we got the screen fixes, uh, but, uh, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, things that we liked about the movie. Uh, Katie, you can go first. Um, I, everything cute. Like I love BB-8. He's my favorite character <laughs> in this entire, this whole, this new trilogy. He's mm-hmm. my favorite. BB-8 is the best. Yeah. Um, he straight up murders people in this movie. He's just blown people away. Like yeah. I, I love BB-8. Shoots him with like, coins. Yes. Yes, and when when yeah, they're rolling like, through and he's like making the jingle of the coins inside yeah, him, that you he, can hear yeah, it. He oh my god, butts, I like, loved the it. Motherboard of this like broken computer. I loved it. I loved yeah. BB-8. He's still the best. Oh, he's um, great. I loved those porgs. 
Um, <laughs> like I wanted one. I saw one in Target yesterday and I wouldn't yeah. put it down. I was like a kid. I was like, but can I have it? Like, no. Yeah. Well, here. I have like a, a lot of issues with the humor in this movie, but I will say that the only time in the theater that I went <laughs> was a porg scene. Really? <laughs> and I felt dumb even. I was like, you haven't laughed at anything all movie and that's the thing that They're you so audibly oh, you second laugh out loud at. And it, oh. it was it was when it was when Chewbacca was going through the like core of the red. <laughs> Plan. He was going through those caverns, <laughs> and the and the he the porg flies and hits the no. He he flies and hits the yes. window, and he's like, <laughs> he's up against the glass. Yeah. It's so dumb, but I laughed so hard at that. So, I was like, and I'm like, thank God for the porgs. Otherwise, I would be joyless. I. I now want one of those, like, you know how people would have, like, Garfield stuck on the window of their car with, like, the little plastic things? I want a pour like that in the window of my car so it looks oh, like... stuck yeah, against the like glass? Yeah, just, like, flat oh. against it. I want a pour like that. So I need that. And I also... Hello, <clears throat> Disney. Yeah, so merchandising, let's get on that. Um, I looked. I didn't see one with the stickers yet. So I need that. And I also want either a shirt or a bumper sticker that says, Happy Beeps Only. Because I loved that. I love that BB-8 is the one who allegedly says, I have a bad feeling about this. Mm -hmm. And I love happy beeps only is the response. Because I love that. Happy beeps only. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) That should be everyone's bumper sticker. Everyone's motto for life. Happy beeps only. (laughs) Yeah. It was very cute. I liked that. What else did you, were things that you really liked? Oh my gosh. Um, I, so I feel like, I don't, I try not to read too many of people's responses afterwards about what they, like the kind of negative reviews, but I, so this might be something they didn't like, but I really liked the way they filmed, like the way Ryan Johnson presented Kylo and Rey talking to each other with the force. It didn't feel weird. It Mm -hmm. didn't feel like space science magic weird, like some other stuff maybe felt weird. It just felt completely like reasonable that they could do it and I understood how they were doing like not how exactly but I got what they were seeing from each other even though it wasn't everything I I liked how the conversations went and I just found that whole aspect really interesting because it explored how people have just said their names to each other in all of these movies like that's as much as we ever got before was just them saying each other's names and this like bringing those two characters together in that way and letting them have those conversations I just thought it was really interesting. I really liked that. Yeah, there's there's a lot more um, force FaceTiming. <laughs> yes. I loved the force FaceTiming. The for- <laughs> Is it just force timing then? Force timing. Yeah, there are force yes. timing. That's, that's good. Uh, there's a lot of force timing I there. That. Um, yeah. And then they did do a little bit of... Uh, Force touching there. I mean, hand, yeah, and that's, that's when she did a holding. she did a force quit after that. Oh, <laughs> she shut the door on him. Yeah, I no, there were just I honestly I have like a page and a half of notes of things that I love, and I, so I've recently watched Force Awakens. So I saw the Last Jedi on both Thursday and Friday, and then I had watched Force Awakens on like Tuesday. So it was fresh in my mind. And Kylo is just a much better villain this time. He's not just like trash in the place because he's mad. Like he's scarier but more human at the same time so i really i really liked the evolution of a character that he got um his performance was awesome i really enjoyed it 
Yeah, I'll echo that. Yeah, like I thought that Kylo Ren was probably one of the most Mm -hmm. engaging people in this one uh, this time, along with his like uh, Rashomon style uh, going back and uh, Mm -hmm. revisiting the history of uh, the events of him and Luke and how the Jedi training facility was destroyed and that whole thing that we learned Mm -hmm. about. Yeah, exactly. Different perspectives, different stories. Like, how do you how do you really believe which one or the other? Yeah, I like that stuff. And um I liked that it could have been like just a very dangerous mm-hmm. um, misunderstanding. And uh, I like how that would have affected him. And I like, you're right. I really <laughs> like the force timing. And I really, li- I just really liked his, mm-hmm. he seemed to grow Definitely. up a little bit. He's still angry and he can still get like adolescent and screamy yeah. when it, when it really comes down to it. But I like that he just took that opportunity to yes. say F it and yeah. seized power. Yeah, he, he had a plan all along, it seems. Yeah, like, and that's what makes him strong. And now basically, yeah. I guess, Hux works for him. And I liked that. I'm, I mean, aside the fact that it feels like two 16-year-olds <laughs> are running the whole First Order, because they both look like kids. I actually would probably like it better if Hux was older and it had that whole like Hux is older so he feels like he's smarter than Kylo and he kind of resents that this young hothead Jedi is uh, the one that he's competing with for the favor of of Snoke. I feel like that would be much more believable other than the fact that they're these two very young looking characters that are in control of <laughs> all of the evil in this yeah. in this galaxy. So I I think that would have played better, but I I like yes. watching Kylo. He's on captivating. Screen. You're not sure what he's going to do. He is Yes. He's Adam Driver so, completely. So good. Like I I, I watched well, like I said I watched Force Awakens recently rewatching it and I was like, "Ugh, he's annoying. Like he's just throwing temper tantrums and he's whiny and like that's why I follow emo Kylo Ren on Twitter because that's who he was. Like it was very funny to me being like a moody teenager. And in this one he ditched the mask and he's so much scarier and it was I was all all about it. I was on board. Yeah. Yeah, he, he seemed in pain, and I think that's why we, mm-hmm. we, we kind of wanted to follow him and, and watch him and listen to him. He's got like a really good voice for that haunting nature of what he's going through. And then to find out that he had a kind of plan seemingly all, all along to somehow take out Snoke. Uh, I don't know if that that could be an extrapolation of it, but it seemed to be that he capitalized on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know exactly how much of it yeah. was planned, but it seems the way Snoke says like he's going to strike down his enemy right now is like, I mean, he he did see it coming kind of he just didn't know it was him yeah, like yeah. you can he, kind he, of he, yeah i'm i'm curious i guess i'll probably never know but i'm curious as to what point kylo's plan becomes well i'll take this dude out is it right before when he's bringing ray to him to to take her out is it right then he mm-hmm. goes oh well i could do this or has it been like yeah ray why don't you come on over and let's talk like i don't know where where that is because it seems pretty clear that if kylo were to attempt killing Snoke at some point that those guards were going to take him out because he barely got out of there with Ray's help that that was one of my favorite things about the movie was the Imperial Guard battle right after Snoke's death because we always see them around say like Palpatine or Darth Vader these these guys they're the best of the best and Mm -hmm. we don't get to see these Imperial Shadow Guards these Imperial Guards actually do anything but they are the best of the assassins and they can probably have some of the coolest weapons and we got to see some cool weapons like that folding lightsaber you know Mm -hmm. staff thing 
that mm-hmm. we had never seen before. And these, the, you know, these large weapons that have like yeah. machete type uh, blades on the end of them that retract. I mean, we got to see some really epic fights between, mm-hmm. you know, characters that we don't really get to ever see. Mm-hmm. That to me was awesome, and then my other my other yeah. thing that I really liked was Yoda and Luke Luke Skywalker getting to see each other again. I thought I would cry, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, and he was a puppet yeah. again. He wasn't CG. He looked weird to me at first. I was like, hmm, but then I did uh, kind of settle into. Good. Good. Puppet, yeah, Yoda puppet Yoda's again. back. It felt good. It felt right. Yeah, I gasped out loud when we first saw his little glowy head. I was like, <laughs> I got really excited. Yeah, and- his ears. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. Yodi. All right, so we like Kylo. We like Yoda. What do we think about Rey? I mean... Because let's 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 face it, the, yeah. these movies are about Kylo and Rey. So Those are our I, two. her performance was good. She had, you know, some funny moments. She had some touching moments. Uh, it was good, but to me, she was so much more impactful in Force Awakens that this was just sort of like, it's fine. Like it wasn't, uh, it didn't hit me more. I, I definitely preferred her in Force Awakens to to this particular movie. Even though this was, you know, her finally with Luke and she's getting her training and I, I still felt like I, I got more from her in the last one. So after she kind of got to see beneath the island, then she's actually starting to understand stuff and read into it in such a way that she's learning so much more. So by the time that she's making the conscious decision to go and travel to where Kylo Ren is at and knowing that she's putting herself in a position of being possibly killed, she takes that chance. She's doing things that her character has been built up to be able to accomplish. And I was very satisfied with, you know, that kind of writing in the movie. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because there's like a point where like her story in the her part in the story is kind of done and they're like, What else can she do? And they're like, We'll make <laughs> yeah. her the gunner on the Millennium Falcon sure. in the Just... in the end. And it's I'm like uh... Uh, I was like, all right, okay. Like, she's just sitting there being a gunner in the Falcon. I'm like, man, you just went through like the biggest emotional moment of like your whole life. You know the Force and all this kind of stuff. You're coming into all these realizations. Mm-hmm. You know you need to fight the the First Order, and then it's yeah. like, I'm gonna be a gunner on Why this <laughs> on this ship. It was it was it was just like a weird it's just a weird downshift I thought a little bit of course she does have yeah. to move the rocks. I mean she has to move those those rocks which was actually I a really good a good that. moment I thought yeah. when she's like move move the rock and for the for the most part I thought a, a lot of the humor in this movie did not land for me and it it was it, almost every joke in my theater was crickets and I think there was a reason for that but so we've talked about some things that we really like. Things that you really did not like. Yeah. So I, in my notes, I called the section what I didn't love because I wasn't even willing to say what I disliked. Like I was still just so, I'm just so attached to this. I've been waiting for this for a while and just like got myself way too excited. I, I swear I haven't watched anything other than Star Wars in the last week leading up to this. It's my own fault. I put myself in this situation. But I don't know. I was just really, really disappointed that ray is not anybody important because i just watched force awakens and literally the entire damn movie is who is this girl and like if she's not gonna be any anybody important don't ask me that Mm -hmm. don't ask the question like (laughs) you did this you made me wonder i didn't wonder on my own it's literally a question in the movie who's the girl like if she's nobody then let me see them go nah she's nobody (laughs) but no you cut away let me find luke's like or anakin's lightsaber like no 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 no. that's not it's not okay you made me question this and i'm mad that your answer was and doesn't matter like 
I'm mad. I'm still hoping that that might be him saying that on purpose to try to... (sighs) It could be. Maybe make her forget or not know or something. That's what I'm really hoping because... And it's funny. I actually was looking at the... At the very end of the movie when he picks up Mm -hmm. um, Han Solo's dice. I was hoping that that was some kind of piece of symbolism where those are Han Solo's dice and there were two dice and maybe symbolically one is Kylo and one is Rey and then you know and maybe they're so connected to whether because they are still brother and sister and maybe he just hid it from her and maybe that was a mystery so I I was trying to read into the symbolism of the dice more than oh here's Han's dice like I was hoping there were more there was more symbolism to it than that I I was I'm still hopeful kind of I don't know after the first time I saw it I was like I hope he was lying to her and I hope that she's somebody important and we'll find this out and J.J. Abrams is doing the next one and he's the one who made me even wonder who she is so yeah he's gonna correct it but then the longer I sat with it and then I saw it a second time the idea that she is really just nobody and like I feel like Kylo has the the most impactful line in the movie where he's like you're nobody but not to me like, I loved that, that he was like, just because you came from nothing, like, you can still be this this person. You can still lead with me. Like, he came from everything. And the idea that she's not that and she could still be just as important is, like, if you undo that in the next movie, you're undoing a big message in this movie. Hmm. He's manipulating her. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping. And I hope that the symbolism that I read into the dice is real because I also am like, come on, like, I want it to be the, the continuation of families and sagas and things like that but anything greg that you just majorly bothered you before i get to majorly uh uh, bothered me i i felt like poe's character was being constantly um rewritten for what he might do you know like where character you know appreciation of him is that he's good Mm -hmm. in the heat of situation he's a great kind of gunner captain commander pilot thing and that he's cool-headed. He knows how to get stuff done. He knows how to sneak in and infiltrate stuff like that. And now they're painting him out to be someone who is just basically hot-headed and can't uh, handle a situation, you know, where, you know, there's a bit of a chain of command issue. They're making him seem like he needs to take a take a back seat. Well, the thing is, like, the, the movie opened with him learning a valuable lesson. Yeah. He didn't need to learn it again in the middle of the movie. He, he learned it with the first thing, and the second time that that situation should have yeah. come up should have been him yeah. taking charge. And Not a third lesson later on in the movie, because the third time it comes up is when he's telling Finn to leave it yeah. when they're he on crate. He didn't need to be shot by... You know, General Leia Organa. Like, what what was that all about? Right. Like, she should have just said in her, you know, kind of like she's biting the side of her mouth, you know, tone, and just said, "Open right. the door," you know. And he would have been like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, they they burned the door down like it was Vader coming through, and then like like what? I don't understand. Like you, yeah. You know. Well, that's her dad. That's my dad. So my my boyhood uh, child my of myself dad. was asking my adult self like. What's up with Princess Leia? What happened to her between now and then? I'm thinking you don't you don't want to know, kid. You know? I don't know. Have you ever seen someone when they come out of anesthesia? Yeah. Sometimes well, they're real dicks. Maybe that's what was happening to that's Leia. That's true. <laughs> yeah, people get really cranky and angry after it, and she's just like, give me my blaster. Yeah, like she's taking people out. Yeah. I mean, he 
He's got much to say. Yeah. Yeah. He's not yeah. good after a long nap. Yeah, they're both grumpy. So, uh, oh, speaking of uh, Superman, Leia flies like Superman. Are, speaking of Superman parallels. Yeah, let's go ahead and start with our issues. Uh, well, here's here's my issues. I have, I have my list as well. Leia's force flying. Lame. Why, why did it have uh, to look like Big Lebowski kind of fake? <laughs> it did. It looked like Big Lebowski flying with the bowling ball. You're absolutely right. It was odd. It was a, like her freezing over just looked so much like Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah. to me when Star-Lord is out there trying yeah. to rescue Gamora. And I was just like, oh, I've seen this before, but like not this weird looking. Like somehow it played better in that movie. And then yeah. it, it felt like it went on for yeah. a while. And everyone in my theater was just completely yeah. silent while it was so happening. So silent. And like, Yeah. Because it was I, so odd looking. So I think, it, A, it looked weird. B, it's something we've never seen anybody yeah. do before. It's not an extrapolation of like, conver- it's not, oh, they used to just say each other's names. Now they're fully talking. Like, it's something we've never seen anybody do before. And the third thing is like, we all know this woman is dead now. So it's the whole, the shadow of Carrie Fisher's death definitely f- I felt it on this movie the, and ho- the whole time I knew going into it yeah. that Brian Johnson said we didn't change her story arc it it was what it was gonna be so I didn't know if that meant she was gonna die or she wasn't gonna die it just meant it was unchanged but I still can't get past like mm-hmm. seeing seeing her like fly around mm-hmm. like a ghost I'm like oh but she's like not alive anymore <laughs> this is really uncomfortable I I, I felt weird about it yeah it, it felt odd yeah same it felt Felt like some weird, like, photoshopped animation or something. Like, some, like, illustrator, like, animation, like, her is flying across. And I thought that scene would have been great if it happened. Here comes some of my screen fixes. I would have liked that better if maybe it coincided with Luke opening himself back up to the Force. Mm. Because remember, he's got he's got it closed mm-hmm. off and he opens himself back up. What if he opened himself back up to the force right around right then? And it was right when Leia was like floating out and he was like, Leia? And she's like, Luke. And she wakes up. That would have made more sense than just when she's still <laughs> in her hospital bed. And she's like, Luke. And she opens her eyes and then like. Pulls her in. Pull, it gets That's pulled in or, or something. You know, and just. Not not just I'm fly. floating out here and I I'm waking up on my own and doing some like force <laughs> yeah, force glide yeah. that looks yeah. like Big Lebowski. You know, like so she can use the force so she has something that very, very and oh, she's yeah. gonna oh, do yeah. this Big Lebowski like kind of, you know, la la land like maneuver through the sky. And and like it, okay, so it was very awkward in my theater as well. Um, so I'm not gonna beat it up because I felt mm-hmm. like Lady One said it really well, but I, I yeah. did feel like it was the moment at which it's like, oh yeah, we're not gonna be able to take this movie much seriously much longer unless something really good happens really quickly, and it just and it just slowly trying to make its way back into you know our you know uh, intrigue. So yeah, sa- same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my worst thing in the movie was uh, Holdo. I had a I had a big problem with Holdo. First of all, Leia's sick. Leia or Leia mm-hmm. Superman. <laughs> Leia Lebowski flies and she's out for the count and suddenly we get Holdo out of nowhere taking over. We've never seen Holdo. Poe's never seen Holdo. No one seems to know who this Holdo is, but she's got some kind of relationship with right. Leia and she's suddenly in charge. And then here's where I have the biggest yes. problem. The most dramatic scene in the film is, uh, is the suicide, the yeah. the kamikaze scene where she <laughs> um, um, hyperspeeds into the, the other ships. Beautifully shot. 
yet completely hollow to me because that sacrifice is the sacrifice of someone I've known for 10 minutes of screen time. That's true. Like nothing ever rang more hollow to me. So I'm seeing this beautiful, awesome scene that should Mm -hmm. otherwise be very good. And that could have been Leia. Oh gosh. That could have been Poe. That would have been shocking. That hurt me so bad. That, that could have been Akbar. That could have been C-3PO. That could have been Fish Face. Fish that could have been anybody. Giant head. Other than Holdo, who I don't care Fish anything face. about. Because I've known her for 10 yeah. minutes. I so Her whole thing frustrated me because I really didn't know if I could trust her or not. And I couldn't tell if the movie wanted me to think that or if that was just me. But... I mean, knowing now that that she is genuine the whole time, she's not a traitor. She's like, that's just her plan. It definitely would have been better if it had just been Akbar the whole time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Even Akbar doing it, we wouldn't have been as powerful. Seeing Leia do it would have been awesome. Seeing seeing Poe do it or Finn do it instead of going on his absurd adventure. Yeah. Seeing one of like our like main characters sacrifice himself and be like oh man that would have been amazing almost anything would have been better like i said than hold yeah, up. yeah. and, and it's coming it was coming off of like that character's you know like you you, you start not to not like her you know poe almost you know is calling her a mm-hmm. traitor and going around her mm-hmm. and her subordinates are doing the same so we're, we're we're being led on this line of like oh hey this bigger mission is at hand she doesn't understand that she doesn't have the wherewithal to understand that that was this thing's going to run out of gas that we're still going to be tracked through light right. speed all this stuff's still going to happen but yet she doesn't have the ability to see beyond it and then they're like oh she totally saw beyond it and poe was wrong again and it's like oh come on yeah, really? again yeah, yeah. and like, also when did he convince those like five other people to also pull their their blasters on her because like everybody all of a sudden yeah. was like not everybody but enough people were on board with this yeah, mutiny well, and it was like when yeah. did you talk to them when did this happen? Because Poe had a girl on the inside that was her, like her you know, second in command or something. Oh, Billy like, Lord. So the yeah, it, it just seemed like they were just yeah. like kind of throwing that one together. Like, okay, we gotta have this this beautiful kamikaze. It's gonna happen. Well, let's just go back and rewrite this one one little part that says Laura Dern's character is gonna do like the most dramatic thing in the film. Mm. Uh, speaking of other things that we could have just thrown away, were. Uh, First of all, you could have thrown away all of Finn and Rose's side plot, but also I was actually a little <laughs> bit upset, and this is kind of just me maybe, but the fish nuns. Like, so the fish nuns are not there when she first shows up. See, it seems like she's there for like two days before she even sees a fish nun. And then the fish nuns They're just comic and relief. And I, I didn't think that it was that funny the first time I saw it and the second time I saw it, I was I enjoyed them. It's for the kids. Yeah, but it's like they don't. Yeah, but they don't. They don't do anything. Is is no? Is my they're problem. just I, they're I, I, they're I there to be foiled. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, but they're they're not there when she first shows up. They're not there when she leaves. They're just like they show up once to patch up a hole and once to get their cart busted. And I don't get that at all. It's like for the I, kids. I just feel I, like. Yeah, but this is my 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 problem with it. It's like give the fish nuns something to do. Don't introduce them. Have them in two quick scenes for a laugh. I feel like the movie would have been exactly the same without the fish nuns. I feel like it would have been good. Okay, here's my screen fix for the fish nuns. It would have been good if they were there when Luke was going to burn <laughs> the tree down. Because they were the like uh protect supposedly the they caretakers. were there. They were like the upkeepers and the like the caretakers mm-hmm. of that. What if when he went to burn the tree down, they staunchly defend it? 
And maybe they're even slightly Force-sensitive, like Chirrut in Rogue One, where they're not a Jedi, but they're mm-hmm. Force-sensitive. So he can't do it very easily. And maybe Luke takes out his saber to fight one, and as he's about to strike it, he thinks back to the moment when he was about to strike down Ben, and he stops, and he doesn't do it, and then he walks back, and then Yoda's there, and Yoda does it for him with the lightning strike, right? And... and that's how I think you could have fixed the fish nuns was give them something to do. And I felt like that would have been a good way to give the fish nuns something to do was to, to make them defend that tree when Luke went to burn it down. But anyway, fish nuns, that's my, I just feel like you don't introduce something like that. So let's go ahead and just talk about the Luke and Leia uh, ending. So Luke, of course, does some kind of projection of himself to stall Kylo Ren, (laughs) right? Um, How did we feel about that? How did we feel? First of all, how do we feel about the Matrix Skywalker moment where Kylo swings the the saber and he... Bullet time goes backwards and it like goes over his face. When I was in the theater, I was like, oh my God, is that what Star Wars is now? We're doing slow down bullet time moments it it didn't bother me too much but i was i'm gonna i feel like i'm uh, patting myself on the back movie nerd style right now that when he first shows up i was like i'm sorry the entire galaxy is at risk and you had time to cut and dye your hair really like i immediately noticed that he was not (laughs) shaggy that his beard was like nice and not all white and i was like something's going on here because there's no way he got just for men on his way over that way that means that he projected himself better looking. Yes, he did. He projected himself <laughs> he... that we see when like Kylo first freaks out and becomes Kylo and not Ben. He projected that version yeah. of himself. Because I noticed when he's talking to Leia, I'm like, dude, you do not look as homeless as you did before. And then when it's revealed that he's like a projection, I was like, oh, you upgraded yourself. Good move, Luke. <laughs> He gives himself abs. Yeah, he suddenly. just he, he tidied like, it up a little bit. You know, he just should have he just should have gone the, the whole way, and Leia should have been like, "You look good," <laughs> and then kiss him again. <laughs> it's weird. But, uh, it's very yeah. weird. So I noticed that. Yeah, and then I actually thought. So I've been thinking more about you know proper ways to send off uh, Leia, and I thought another proper send because she just lives in this. Yeah. Uh, I thought she could have been sent off in a in a epic heroic way with the, the the ship crashing into the other ship, but another place where I thought could have been a, an absolute a wonderful send off for a great actress and icon. Imagine if Luke shows up. Imagine if Luke like goes Leia, and he needs her help. Like she needs like both of their Jedi powers to be able to do this crazy like projection real life projection that's never been done and they hold him off and then both of them are leia sends off the rest of the the crew and then they suddenly realize oh my gosh leia's not not with us and it's like it takes both of their jedi powers to be able to do that crazy thing that we've never Mm -hmm. seen in star wars which is actually project your yourself without you know without force dust glowing around yeah. you um what if it took both of their powers together and at the end both of them together uh disappeared and it was like a total send-off of like the old actors mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, almost like together, Luke's done, Leia's done. I thought that would have been a really beautiful moment too. And it would it would kind of explain why Luke is doing this thing that no one's ever seen that is right. just beyond what anyone knew that Force could do. Because mm-hmm. maybe it took two Jedis uh, sacrificing themselves to do it. I thought that would have been a really cool uh, screen fix. And yeah, I mean, the ending was okay, but again, like so many questions, so many questions, like, like there's, there's so many powers in this that we've never seen and, uh, things that really challenge us. And I think some of that's fine, but some of it just doesn't work. It feels off, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, a lot of it feels off. And I think a lot of that is like the way that it's shot, the way like, uh, Dramatic moments are very beautiful, but sometimes it's like a combination of the way they're shot and the way the reveals are Mm -hmm. and the way that the score hits. None of it seems to hit perfectly. Like, wait, I have one part where it was perfect. Oh, is when Luke comes to Leia, they're reunited and he gives her the dice and the the Han and Leia music just like comes in. And I was like, "Ah!" and I started to tear up. I did Mm -hmm. not cry. Because it was a long damn night, but that was that was one part where I actively noticed like everything yeah. coming together just was perfect. But like that's the yeah. only time I can tell you. Yeah, what's funny is is like one of my examples is like right before that when Luke appears in the the tunnel, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, there's no. I don't know. It's shot in an underwhelming way. It's uh, the the music score doesn't hit right. The like suspense is not right. There's something about it. And the the other moment is when like uh, Finn and Ray are completely trapped. Oh, let's just really really quickly. Who again? Who gives a shit about Captain Phasma? <laughs> like let let's just hope that she's dead this time and just say that she's a complete waste of an actress and a character. Like again, she shows up has a quick little thing with Finn who she really has built no relationship with at all and dies. And I'm like, okay, can we just stop trying to shoehorn this, this in because it's, this is just not happening. Like nobody can manage to fit this into their film in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cause there's just not enough screen time for this other character, Captain Phasma and her relationship with Finn. That's non-existent. But anyway, um, the part where Finn and Rose seem completely trapped and BB-8, is controlling the uh, <laughs> the uh, two-footed uh, little uh, ATST, I think mm-hmm. it is, Walker. That should have been the best moment. And instead, I was like, oh, what's coming from there? Oh, oh, look, BB-8. Oh, like, I loved it. No one in my... Yes, no, it is. <laughs> it's, it's great, but there's something about the way it was cut, revealed, shot, and the way that there is no big music cue that... It just, it didn't land the way that it should have. And I felt that way about a lot of the big reveals. I felt that way about a lot of the the jokes. When that movie started, I'm like, am I watching Star Wars Robot Chicken? Because, like, what is this (laughs) nonsense? I was like, what is this nonsense? No, I I totally loved it. And I feel, I felt um kind of bad that i loved it so much but i also did not get until the second time i saw it that he was saying hugs like oh. i got the bit which is just but, like but i didn't so catch juvenile. the juvenile oh, no like, i mean you ha- you have to remember that these movies are for kids too like no this long slog of a movie is not for any yes, kid it is. adults can barely sit through this that doesn't mean that they didn't make it for kids too the only chuckle that came from my theater was when Luke asks Ray where she's from and she's like I'm I'm from nowhere and he goes nobody's from nowhere and she says I'm from Jakku and they're like and he goes yeah that's pretty much nowhere yeah. 
And that was pretty much the only joke that anyone laughed about. Other other than that, there was like various groans or silence. There was like yeah. just no sense of like like comedic timing in the middle of action. Yeah. Like when like Leia goes, wipe that nervous look off your face, C-3PO. <laughs> That's funny, funny. But in the course of what was happening, it it just didn't land. It didn't land. And, and I feel like jokes in movies like this in adventure films. Right. The humorous moments come from situations, not from quippy jokes like uh, Indiana Jones falling into a pit of snakes, which is like the one thing that he he hates. That's that's <laughs> funny. And that's, you know, and it's because it's just a funny situation. It's not Indiana Jones falling into a pit of snakes and making five snake jokes. It's more situational and less like punched up a script afterwards. I get what you're saying. You know, we've talked up. Star Wars a ton. Uh, let's go ahead and give our final thoughts on it. Katie? Um, so I did not like it as much as I liked Force Awakens, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was too long. It's definitely got problems. I agree with the dude next to me in the theater that there are problems. But in general, I liked the idea that even in all of these varied plot lines we had, and I, I'm going to say it, that the women were pushing the men to be better in all of these different scenarios, that Leia is pushing people, Holdo, even though we don't really know what's going on with her, is pushing people, Ray's pushing Luke, and Rose is pushing Finn, and the girls are just kicking ass and making sure the boys take responsibility for what they do. And I I liked that. I loved the little kids on the unnecessary trip to uh, Canto Bite. I love the the Knights of the Brooms. Um, I, the I'm, Knights <laughs> of Brooms. They're... <laughs> They're going to be great. Like, they're going to be something. And I hope that J.J. Abrams does not abandon that in the next part. I read an article today that he pitched his idea for episode nine on Friday. And I am horrified by that. That how is this not being thought through of what was coming next? But I get it. I saw the movie and I could tell that they didn't know what was coming next. But I hate that. Well, like Ryan Johnson gave him almost a blank slate. Yeah, definitely. It's like Leia's alive. Raise a Jedi, mm-hmm. Kylo's the clear bad guy. Here you go. Like all of the other plots and subplot, they they've all been taken away for this really easy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all tied up into a nice bow for JJ to do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, I I, I loved like how we got to see the Imperial Guard fight. Um, I loved like like I said before the Luke and uh, Yoda getting to be around each other again, and I also liked a lot of like the little you know, minutia in the film where we got to be getting away from what else was going on. Um, but I knew I wasn't going to have, you know, the kind of person at the, in the theater like Lady One had where, or years before when I saw a movie, uh, someone said the best like ending of a credit scene reaction. It was Slumdog Millionaire. And the guy said, oh, that was fresh. I've never seen anything like it. And, and I was like, I'm not, I know I'm not going to get somebody like that. I know I'm not going to get that kind of response um, from the mm-hmm. movie, uh, but I did walk away from it like, oh, that was fresh. man, I really, I really wanted it to be more, but I think it, it, what it did do for me was it made me start having like moral questions, like the whole like good and evil, right and wrong, and should there still be a Jedi? Like this was morally conflicting in me throughout the movie, 
And I, I just... Yeah, they showed you that it's not that simple. It's yeah. not just dark and light. Ray is wearing gray when she goes to meet Snoke. Leia is wearing gray. Like, there's a lot of gray tones, and it's not just because wardrobe was bad at their job. That's intentional. Oh, yeah, good. That's to show that people <laughs> are multifaceted. No good. one is just dark and light. Symbolism. Yeah. Uh, in the next movie, she's going to be mm-hmm. wearing white. Because that, I feel like, because that's what... That's what Ryan Johnson has given to to JJ. Okay, she's white now. Mm -hmm. It's like when Gandalf the Grey goes from Gandalf the White Mm -hmm. in Lord of the Rings. That's a good one. But my last thoughts are, I thought it had a pretty numbing color palette. I thought that it was a little bit joyless. I could uh, mostly also because I thought that maybe the a lot of the jokes did not land, or they were like ill placed, or they felt juvenile to me. But I'll probably like this movie on a subsequent viewing but my initial thought is that I wanted an adventure to thrill mm-hmm. me and I wasn't thrilled I was watching a, a ship running out of fuel <laughs> I was watching a guy not training somebody and then I was watching two people go on what should have been a fun um, little side adventure but was ultimately an absolute yeah. waste of a side plot because it went nowhere other than uh, they didn't. They weren't even the ones that inspired uh, the Knights of Broom, <laughs> because that was Luke Skywalker. So I, I just don't. I, I want a little joy, and I want some adventure and some escapism in my film. I loved the little things, the nun ladies, the crystal foxes, the porgs, the horses, porgs. you know, the porgs, the horses. I, I loved those, those things, but everything going on around them was so dour that I didn't even have a chance to, to love those things. Uh, and that's, that's, that's that. Maybe it's too idealized now. Maybe it's, maybe it's on too much of a pedestal now. I'm not sure, but I wanted, I, I, I wanted to feel adventure. Well, don't don't make me quote Yoda. I was about to quote Luke, <laughs> but I want to hear Yoda's. Go ahead. Let's end on one Yoda quote and one Luke quote. Go, Katie. Adventure, excitement, a Jedi craves not these uh, things. Sure. There it is. Yep. All right, Greg. Uh, to, and to your follow Luke up, quote? like what you were thinking, uh, Luke says, "This is not going to go the way you have in mind." That's paraphrase. I think he says it, totally that, that paraphrase. Paraphrase <laughs> <laughs> yes. is good enough. All right, any everyone, this has been our. Last Jedi super bonus special. Yes. We hope you liked it. We hope you liked Last Jedi. We nitpick because that's what we tell do. Tell us tell us what you hated that we said. Or 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 yeah. if you love porgs like I do, like at me. Come on. Come come to us on Twitter. We're at ScreenFixPod. Come at me. Come let's, at me, dog. Let's have this conversation. Um, Hit me with some poor gifts. Let's yep, do this. Your take on Crystal Foxes or Dark BB eight. Uh, anything. Give it to us. Oh, we don't even have time for Dark, Dark BB eight. Dark BB eight didn't even do anything. All he did was notify something i was i wanted a dark bb8 versus bb8 oh, fight thank you thank anyway you. we're done you can at you can tweet us at screen fix pod yes. on twitter you can email us please email us your your questions we we will address them on our podcast ScreenFixPod at gmail.com yeah. You can find us on Greg. Still, still nothing. You can Stitcher. find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, iTunes. And screenfix.libsyn.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Very good. And, of course, you can donate to us on our Patreon account. Donate to ScreenFix. We want to open a one-screen indie theater where we can podcast from, show films from, and you can join us there live. And that's it. Good night.